fills up our plates. Papa's saying grace. Louisiana living sweet as sugar. Welcome to the Story Table, brought to you by Providence Church in Lake Providence, Louisiana, where they want you to know that you are loved. Here we are, friends, the last episode of Sierra Story, unless it isn't. I know, that sounds cryptic, I know it does. Here's the deal. My intention all along was to leave the Gray family here. That said, I've been enjoying sharing this story with you over the summer. And so many of you are threatening me if I don't do another season with them. You want to know the backstory of how Jim and Elaine worked through their marriage problem years ago. You want to know what's going to happen with Luke and Lolly. You have a lot of questions. So I don't know. All I can tell you at this point is that I'm taking them all under advisement. Stay tuned. And with that, I give you Sierra Story, Chapter 16. Sonny held the reins loosely, allowing the horse to pick its own trail. He was mesmerized by the horizon as the sun peeked up and over the edge of the earth dipping the landscape in an exquisite pinkish-orange glow. Around him, the ground was a perfect white carpet with only the tracks of the horse dotting the path behind him. Far below, he could see the yellow orbs of the ranch house's main windows and the smaller points of light coming from the bunkhouse. He figured Rodney had found his note by now. Better still, Sonny decided, he probably saw me leave. I don't think he misses anything that happens on this place. Sonny had to make some decisions, and to do so, he had to get away and spend some time by himself. Yesterday afternoon, when he had got Sierra's doctor's report, he had been thrilled. He had struggled with his desire to be waiting for her at the main house when they got in, but a part of him wasn't ready to act like nothing had happened. He honestly didn't know when he would be, if ever. Instead, he'd left a small glass jar of wildflowers on Ruth's counter with a note asking her to tell Sierra they were from one of the hands who had heard the good news and was happy for her. If Sierra's eyes were improving as quickly as they said, it was possible she'd be able to at least see their vibrant colors before they wilted. Sierra loved flowers, period, but Sonny knew she had a weakness for wildflowers. They had taken a trip out west on their honeymoon close to 20 years ago now. Sonny remember how she had charmed him into stopping all along the interstate for the native flowers. When they got home, she had pressed and dried them. On their first anniversary, she presented them to him in a frame with a kiss and a hug. That frame still hung in his office back home. The thought of home stabbed at Sonny's heart. He wondered what Luke and Lolly were doing right now. They sounded so courageous on the phone. He wondered how they were really handling all of this. Everything in Sonny missed his wife. It had been over two weeks since he'd held Sierra in his arms. He wanted to hold her and kiss her and be with her like all the times before. To do that, 
He had to find a way to get the memory of her and Charles Carpenter out of his head. Sonny's blood boiled with the thought of Charles with his wife. He couldn't erase the pictures in his mind of the man with his lips on Sierra and his hands pulling her close. You've got to stop, Sonny told himself. Judy had said they didn't sleep together. Was that the truth? Or was she just telling him that to get them back together? Maybe Judy just thought it was the truth. How could he know? Sonny came up on a little clearing in the dense trees and dismounted, tying the black mare's reins in a loose knot around a low-slung branch. His thoughts turned briefly to the last couple days. He loved it here. In spite of everything he had once thought, he could actually imagine living here, ranching instead of farming. He hadn't known it before, but it was the land that captivated him, the wide open spaces and fresh clean air. This is what made him feel alive. If he was sure of anything, he was sure it wasn't the memory of the farm that was burning in his guts. No, it was the memory of his wife and the love they'd shared before all this began. If he had that back, he could live anywhere. Sonny kicked at an old dead log at his feet several times before finally sitting down. He took off his borrowed cowboy hat and looked into it like a psychic might stare into a crystal ball. Why, C.C., he asked, why didn't you tell me who he was? As hard as he had tried, and he had tried for two long weeks, he could only come up with one reason. She must have felt guilty. Too guilty. But guilty of what? That was the question. One of them, anyway. The other question had come from Judy. What if she was guilty? Could they get past it? Could he get past it? He knew she had sent Charles away. Was that enough? Sonny sighed deeply. If nothing changed with Sierra's condition, Jim would be taking her home at the first of the week. What would happen then? Sonny closed his eyes and tried to imagine living in Providence without Sierra. He tried to imagine farming without being able to talk about his days with her at night. He tried to imagine what it would feel like to grow old without her and how it would feel to watch the twins marry and raise their grandchildren without enjoying it with her. It was no use. He couldn't see a life without Sierra. But right now he couldn't see a life with her. Maybe in Ruth's world love is always enough, Sonny thought angrily, but I don't know about the real world. I just don't. No. Sierra was sitting up in bed waiting for her aunt to respond. Sierra had just finished telling her the whole sordid story about Charles. She had not left out anything. Ruth absorbed it all with an understanding look on her face, sitting quietly when Sierra finished. Well, Sierra said, say something. Ruth grimaced. It's mess, all right, she responded truthfully, but things can still work out. True to form, Ruth wasn't about to pass judgment. After a moment's pause, she tried to casually change the subject. 
How are your eyes today, baby? Can you tell any difference? A little, Sierra answered. It's even better when I'm not tired, like early in the morning. I can almost make out features, you know, tell who it is before they speak. Oh, that's wonderful, Ruth exclaimed. She watched her niece's tortured face closely. She didn't look like someone talking about regaining her sight. What are you thinking about, sweetie? I've lost it all, Sierra whispered, her eyes beginning to glisten. It was never Charles. It was always Sonny. I know that now, but I've lost him, just like I lost Brandon, and just like I've lost a lot of the twins' lives grieving for him. Oh, Sierra, Ruth's voice was a soft caress. Sierra couldn't be stopped. I almost don't care if my eyes get completely well or not. I've already lost everything else. Now, that's not true, Ruth said. You've got the twins. They call several times a day. They miss you. They love you. How could they? I mean, really? Sarah bit her lip so hard she expected to taste blood. I've destroyed their family. I've hurt their daddy. Oh, Aunt Ruth, I have hurt Sonny so badly. Ruth heard the door creak outside of Sierra's bedroom. Please, Lord, she prayed, let it be. Sonny had made her promise not to give his secret away, that he was here. But it was killing her. The poor girl thought her husband didn't care, and he thought she didn't love him anymore. Ruth had prayed every day for the Lord to intervene between these two. She had even resorted to something close to threats, saying she would have to get involved if he didn't. Maybe that was Sonny now, listening to Sierra pour her heart out. Please, Lord, Ruth prayed silently. I've been so stupid, Sierra continued. I drove Sonny crazy trying to get him to leave the farm. His farm, his inheritance, he loves that place. How could I have been so cruel? I'd do anything to take it all back. I would gladly live in Providence for the rest of my life with Sonny. Oh, Aunt Ruth, where'd I start straightening my life out? Sierra began to cry, laying her head impulsively in her aunt's lap. Ruth stroked her niece's hair. You start where you stopped, baby. You turned your heart from the Lord years ago when you lost that sweet child of yours, walling yourself off from Sonny and the twins. Turn back to him, Sarah. Start there. He is the beginning. Ask him for forgiveness and ask him to help you pick up the pieces. He's waiting. Sarah closed her eyes. She felt her heart stretching. It was so atrophied she was afraid it would tear. She tried to pray, but before she got out the words forming on her lips, she realized the one who read her soul was already responding. Sierra felt a tenderness she had not known for a long time. She poured out everything to God. Her grief and anger, her infatuation with Charles, her guilt at what she had done to Sonny, the time she felt she'd wasted with Luke and Lolly, everything. 
He took it all. And when she was spent and Ruth's lap was wet with tears, she lay back on her pillow, completely exhausted. Ruth sat with her niece until she fell into a deep and restful sleep. Sierra was walking up a beautiful green mountain. Around her flowers of every kind swayed in the breeze, their aromas blending into a delightful fragrance. She felt no urgency, no rush to make it up the hill. A familiar infectious laugh reached her ears and she held her breath as Brandon skipped past her. He looked so happy. Suddenly, he came back to where she stood and placed a bouquet of crushed, sweaty wildflowers in her hand. Then he turned and ran up the hill where a slender brown-haired man waited. Brandon looked back at her once, twice, and then he waved, and he and the man walked hand in hand over the crest. Sarah's heart overflowed with peace. Suddenly, she realized Luke and Lolly were walking beside her. She hadn't noticed them before. They were watching her intently, their faces anxious. Sierra took each of their hands and smiled at them. She heard them sigh and saw them visibly relax. Sierra looked around for Sonny. She was about to ask where he was when she heard someone call her name. Sierra. She felt a hand caress her face, smoothing the hair back from her eyes. Sierra, darling, wake up. Sierra opened her eyes slowly. Gradually, the room came into focus, fuzzy at first and then sharper. She was able to make out the individual flowers on the quilt Ruth had tucked around her earlier. Sierra looked up quickly. Before her was the man of her dreams, and this time she could see him clearly. She reached for Sonny Gray. She wanted to tell him everything. He had heard enough. Outside the room, Ruth paused. When she heard the golden silence, she pulled the door shut quietly. She should see if Marvin and Jim wanted to ride into town. Perhaps that young weatherman would be right for once, and the roads would ice over while they were there. Everyone was raving about that new hotel in town. It seemed like the perfect time to see what all the fuss was about. 